standby for stage reset and house lights. Thanks team for another great show. I'll see you all backstage. This is Designed to Change, Backstage Conversations. Karina, how do you feel? Uh, good, thank you. How do you feel? Yeah, good, thanks. But so after this podcast, like this is for your regular business, everyday kind of podcast, radio interviews, getting used to it? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely got used to Zoom interviews. Um, this is different because we're in person, but um, yeah, it's good. De you know, definitely done more of this kind of thing over the past two years. So one, one of the things um, we are now 17 October, I think. 2021. And 2021. Yeah. And the, the, the word came out last Friday, I believe, that uh, very lucky uh, for you and for us, uh, the U.S. is opening borders to vaccinated people uh, from other countries. I was wondering, like, how do you do that, right? How do you make that happen uh, on exactly the 8th of October? Well, if we'd had more influence, it would have been the 1st of November. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I have, I think over this period, learned to, um, learn not to worry about the things that I couldn't control, because otherwise uh, life uh, is very difficult. Hmm. Um, and over this period, there's been so much that we couldn't control. And thinking about when the borders may open and when they might not and hmm. what the regulations would or wouldn't be has been impossible. So we're delighted that they've opened the borders, that they've confirmed pretty much um, the regulations and that it'll be on November the 8th. And, you know, for us, but for the industry as well, it just makes a massive difference. The number of messages I've had since that day of people just being so excited to be able to confirm their attendance and people who had said that they wouldn't come now rebooking um and yeah. you know we just want to bring people together that's you know yeah. that's what the show's about so yeah it uh, it really took a weight off uh, actually um to just have the decision actually was um valuable yeah because it's all tangled right so every every decision you make right so if if some visitors have not made plans already uh, or some exhibitors maybe draw back or potentially draw back how does that so how do you operate an, an, an organization truly dependent on things you cannot control yeah I mean we've had to just have a lot of every team every uh, person who has a different discipline in the team has had to be extremely agile has had to really learn those skill those dexterity skills um, and and really get comfortable with adaptability basically and uh, we've had to have multiple backup plans but not not for the show as a whole like one big backup plan it's multiple little backup plans whether it's the floor plan whether it's um, the show design whether it's the hotels you know and just uh, and again that comes back to partnerships you know working collaboration with the suppliers um, you know the hotel blocks we should have had attrition in September they're being flexible and allowing us to wait until we got the decision on the borders all of these tiny micro decisions micro conversations um, allow you to be adaptable and at the end of the day that comes with a lot of partnerships and and, and everybody kind of working together for the final success 
Um, but yeah, adaptability has been the absolute key. Yeah. Um, I mean, to put it in perspective, our sales team, um, the 10 days prior to the announcement by the US had completely redrawn a whole massive area of the show floor and moved about 100 booths. Wow. Um, and they had just finished that when the US announced on Friday the date. And uh, of course, uh, it's not that everything will change, but there are large areas now that are going to change back. Um, people that said they would take a smaller booth now they want the bigger booth. Um, but huh. in doing that redrawing, they were thinking about what might happen and they were building in places for flexibility. Um, and at the end of the day, they don't mind doing it because, you know, they said they were laughing on Friday and said, oh, my God, we're going to have to redraw everything again. And they had they had worked, you know, sort of dusk till dawn uh, for a week doing it all weekend. Um, but they had a big smile on their face and they said, you know, this is a really great reason to, to do this work yeah. again. And, you know, we're we're straight back on it. And so and that's what it's about. It's sort of that care that commitment and um, adaptability and, and people who can kind of think forward of what might need to change if this happens or that happens. So that's how we've dealt with it. I'm, I'm amazed at how you've uh, managed all of that and still managing it while it's, while it's going on. You, you attend events whilst your, your event is just a couple of weeks out, right? Um, I think that attitude um, and how you respond to the questions that you're faced with, I think, is uh, is worth um, a lot of learnings for other people that are dealing with events that might be much more restrictive in thinking about what is or what is not possible. Um, I think it also flexes the industry's muscle, probably, um, but especially your your own ability to um, uh, to give your team that flexibility. And I. I commend Team IMAX for giving the industry the family feeling, right, which is something that you do in family to flex with each other in times of need. Um, because that's very uh, commendable, not just commendable, but also um, I think people have an aspiration towards that. So yeah, congratulations. Thank you, thank you yeah. for that. I think at the end of the day, it comes to the heart of why you're putting on the show. You know, so for us, of course, it's a business. You know, we want to do well as a business. But even more important, especially at the moment, is we just want it to be a successful show for the industry and bring people together. And I think if that's at the heart of it, then you do everything that you can to make it adaptable and 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 create um, an environment that, that suits each person. It, that doesn't mean that we can say yes to everything because we can't, um, but hopefully people know that we'll try. And, that, and that's sort of the, what we can do and the best that we can do. Speaking about the family, <clears throat> I think Hood made me aware, I, I, so I, I feel it as well, but I think you, you articulated really well, so the IMAX family and, and the way you, if you put something on, then it's of high quality, right? So as you said, it's in your core values. How do you find people? How do you create an organization like that, looking back 20 years? Well, I think um, 
you know, obviously you want to attract people who support those core values um, at the end of the day. Um, you know, and we've all had, um, you know, people in our organization that have worked and that haven't worked out. But I think people who do aspire to those values, so say, you know, where who care about doing things well, who care about creating a quality product, um, you know, if they can see that you really mean that, you know, when it's a word on a wall, but that you really mean it, um, those people will stay with you because they have pride in what they do. Um, and I always give the example of our sales team and our ops team who at 10 p.m. on a on the Monday night before the Frankfurt show opens, they they walk the show floor once the carpets are down to check for nails. And um, because they don't want any nails on the show floor, they don't want anyone to step on a nail and they don't want any nails to ruin the carpet. And, you know, they spend like two hours walking, looking for nails. And it's that kind of attention to detail and quality. And they know that they could hire somebody to do it. Um, but they want to do it. And that's kind of their last sort of, you know, it's like wrapping a present and you put the bow round and, you know, you sort of put a, your kiss on, <laughs> on the present and give it to someone you love. It's kind of like that, you yeah. know, wrapping yeah. that bow around. Yeah. That's their sort of final action. And, uh, and that's what they care about. So I think it's about really retaining the quality uh, people. And that's, and that's also super re reassuring because I didn't re really realize what you just um, to uh, actually told Ruud is that you are here two months, two weeks out of this, um, of this big, big, big event, right? Every, everything is coming together again and you're here. So, how, how, so I'm, I'm thinking like what can I learn from that, that I can attend an event and let the operation go also at a very critical point in time as, as right now. Yeah, I mean, I think always um, trust is very important. I think for a show like um, IMEX, which is so big, we have so many moving parts. We have a, a big team, uh, a team of people that I really trust. Um, and they know, they, they know that I'll be on the phone to them immediately if, if I need to be. So, you know, if, if I needed to drop something and be with them, they know they can count on that. Obviously, I'm not too far away. You know, we're just in the UK and I'm here for sort of 24 um, hours. So, um, and I have my laptop and, and we're mobilized now, aren't we? You know, I have, um, we use Teams and I have that on my phone so I, I can check in. So that doesn't really worry me um, because everybody knows what they're doing. In a way, um, I think the last month has been harder than the next couple of weeks will be. Mm. I always say, you know, once things are pretty much set for the show, the last few weeks, it's like the calm before the storm for mm. me. Yeah. Because the team at that point, they don't need me. They don't need any decisions. They they know what they're doing and they just that that sort of steamroller is going. The trains the trains off down the track and and everything's put it being put in place. What's been harder are these multitude of little micro decisions and holding decisions off and and keeping people calm and and informed. I think that that's been a harder period. Um, so my job for that is done, and now I just have to help the team navigate 
the next few weeks where mm. things are necessarily different um, to how they were two years ago. And, and the muscle memory is coming back, but we're, it's a little bit rusty as well. So things are taking a little bit longer in some cases. And we have a lot of new people, maybe a third of the team who haven't been to a show before. Um, and it's a new venue. And it's a new venue. So there are lots of little things. Um, but yeah, so hopefully that answers your, your question a little bit. Um, but I'll be back in the office on Tuesday morning. So I haven't <laughs> gone for too long. <laughs> we really appreciate that. We, um, we always set ourselves a goal when we go to an event, right? We, the event canvas has an entry behavior with maybe some pains and expectations. And when we walk away, there's some exit behaviors and some gains and some levels of satisfaction. Can we ask, how do you walk into PCMA convening EMEA and how do you expect to walk away from it? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't think I have any really firm goals, but um, for me, the overriding reason I wanted to come is to reconnect in person um, with so many industry people, whether that's from Europe or the USA. And that's my overriding goal. I think if I can leave tomorrow evening, having, having spoken to as many people as possible, I was going through the app and I thought, oh, I want to speak to that person and that person and that person. So that's my overriding goal. Mm. And I will be happy if I have seen all the people and spoken to all the people that I want to. Um, and and that's what it's about. Of course, it's always nice to meet new people as well, but I really want to see in person my industry friends. Karina, we're delighted that you could join us before it even got started. Right This evening, we're going to go to the International Olympic Museum. On the back of Design to Change, we actually have a quote from, from Dr. Thomas Bach, the president of the IOC, and he says, you want to be the leader of change and not the object of change. Right, And I think tonight, I hope over a little cocktail and in looking in the, in the whites of the eyes of each other. Uh, we want to thank you for carving out a little bit of your precious time before we even start the event here in Lausanne uh, to join us here in this very first on-site podcast recording. Um, we're together yeah. with Hull. And, and, and to, to wrap that up and to echo what you just said, but also what I liked, so I've, I've seen you like in the last 15, 20 years, numerous times, um, and and it took a podcast to really really learn you learn to know you better. So I enjoyed it very much. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, time is precious, and we're spending it together, and we're delighted that uh, we can do that. Thank, Thank you, you, Karina. Very much. Thanks for having me. You've been hanging out backstage on Design to Change Designer Conversations. Thank you for tuning in, and don't forget to subscribe and share conversations online using hashtag Design to Change and hashtag Event Canvas. Want more thought-provoking content like this? Visit designtochange.online to purchase your copy of Design to Change, elevating your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Don't forget, it's more than just a book. Experience a hard copy, audio format, video format, and even augmented reality. Experience it in your style and format. Tune into our next episodes and hear from more designers and change makers. Until then, we look forward to our next conversation.